1: GR sports radio 550 it's time to take a look inside high school sports now
0: here's your host tony Kalajeri. brought to you by mighty taco mighty taco would go
1: great right about now by minio and sapio italian sausage taste the difference quality makes and by dent neurologic institute developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community
2: Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Roger Weiss and Tom Prince from Western New York Athletics. Wait a minute. There's two missing. Where's Francis and Frank? I think they're out on assignment today, so you've got the three of us sitting here. We're going to be talking baseball today. Uh, playoffs going on. Uh, good morning, guys.
0: Morning, y'all.
2: Oh, I live for that every week.
1: Hey, good morning, Tony. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing fantastic.
2: Hey, D. Get that set up. Thanks, buddy. Um, I'm going to start the show off on a, on a sad note, guys. Uh, many of you know that I coach in uh, Little League football in Niagara Falls and we're a member of NASA. Uh, 17 organizations, I believe, make up NASA. And one of those organizations, uh, Chittawaga Thunderbirds. And uh, I'd like to say, give my condolences and my thoughts and prayers with the family of uh, Raymond Grosh. Uh, Long time coach of Chittawaga. Um, My thoughts and prayers also with the Chittawaga Thunderbirds community. Uh, Coach Grosh passed away unexpectedly. Uh, He's relatively young. He's a, uh, from what I understand, uh, small business owner, and uh, his family could really use some help right about now. If you go to GoFundMe and you type in Raymond uh, Grosh, G R O S C H, the family sure could use some help. very sad situation. I know they're devastated in Chittawaga, You Chittawaga. Know, he's beloved within the community and it's just such sad news to uh, have to start out the show with. But again, my thoughts and prayers are with everybody, the family and the uh, community of Chittawaga Little League. Alright, Raj, let's get on to some uh, news and notes and some, uh, some uh, good stuff. Why don't you start us off, buddy?
0: Okay. A uh, lot of uh, our uh, past high school players that have gone on to playing college, are, uh, you know, giving a good uh, showing for themselves. Buffalo State, uh, Ronnie Cordupo from Iroquois, Cordy Sikora from NT are competing in the NCAA Division Three uh, Track and Field Championship uh, this weekend. Cordupo is going to compete in the women's 1,500 meters, and uh, Sikora is going to run in the 400-meter dash. Luke Simmons of Ken East grad, and Brandon Nicholson, an Orchard Park grad, and Brad Wroblewski from Lockport, and Ben Gagger from Williamsville East are all part of the Oswego State baseball team. They're uh, competing in, I believe it's the New England Regional tra- uh, Championship, earning a trip to the College World Series. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, another one I want to mention... Uh, Today, or I don't know if I let me correct myself, it might not be today, but the college lacrosse championship actually it's uh at Gillette Stadium in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it is today, excuse me, in uh Foxboro. Yale is playing Albany, Yale's the third seed, Albany's the second seed. Duke, the fourth seed, is playing Maryland, which is the first seed. Do you know that if the uh Higher Seeds uh, hold serve today. The final will be Albany versus Maryland. Does that sound uh, impressive (laughs) to uh, Western New Yorkers? Pretty amazing. Well, it should. Each team has a pair of Tymon High School graduates that are going to go head-to-head against each other. They were teammates at Tymon, Anthony. Now that's what, I believe Adam DeMillo and Connor Fields? Do I have the right names, Anthony? Yeah, I believe you do. Okay. They were teammates at Tymon. Do you think that that just might bring a few more college lacrosse coaches to western New York to see some of the people we have?
2: I think uh, we're being pretty uh, recruited pretty well right now. Uh, if, uh, last I've checked, there's been no shortage of uh, kids being noticed in western New York, but if it does yeah. bring more, that's great
0: but two of them playing for the – high school teammates playing against each other for the national championship. I just can't – that's just unbelievable.
2: Uh, Let's go into some lacrosse news. We had Lancaster defeating Frontier. Uh, Clarence, uh, I believe, lost to Orchard Park and Lancaster won. So Lancaster is uh, moving on. They will take on – let's see. Where did I leave off? Yeah, so they won the double-A final. So they move on uh, to place uh, Rochester. Class A,
0: there is no double-A in lacrosse. Right, okay, Class
2: A, the large school. So congratulations to Lancaster. I was talking to Mike Weeze of our sister station, KISS 98.5. His son plays for Lancaster. So he's kind of keeping me up to date as to how they're doing. And he felt pretty good that uh, Lancaster would advance. He said one thing, he'd like to see them improve on Because I asked him, I said, how are they on face-offs? He says, we could probably do a little bit better. So if uh, they want to go far, they're going to have to do better at the face-off. Just like a football time of possession, uh, is is what you 're looking for, so you know best of luck to uh, lancaster saint Joe 's they won their third straight. With a 9-4 win over Nichols, they'll face Charminade on Tuesday for the Catholic State title. Best of luck to St. Joe's. Uh, Sacred Heart upset number one seed Mount St. Mary's 5-4 to for their first title since 2014. Uh, Monsignor Martin Executive Director Pete Schneider announced that next year, a Girls Lacrosse Catholic State Championship tournament will be held uh, with three dioceses uh, from downstate. Uh, over to the girls, Section 6. Hamburg will make its eighth straight appearance in Class B finals. Uh, Katie Ryan announced that this will be her final season as head coach of Hamburg. They'll face defending Class A champion Frontier. All championship games will be
0: played on Thursday
2: at Williamsville
0: North. Let's see. We move- know, that's uh, Battle of Hamburg for the championship. Uh, the uh, lacrosse people down there are all pumped up. Uh, P.J. Call, P.J. Cauley sent me a message to make sure we mention it. Uh, big Southtown's rivalry. Looking forward to it. And, uh, Anthony, I did have an opportunity to see the Frontier girls lacrosse team this year against none other than Lancaster and Julie Buccieri's bunch, which is always uh, usually a given for the championship game. And uh, they not only beat uh Lancaster. I'm talking about Frontier, of course. Uh, they beat them soundly. It was a close game for a half. Second half, Frontier just came out and took care of business. Uh, they have the one girl, Tahar is her name. She's the real deal. Uh, again, Thursday, all the girls championships at Will North, three thirty, five thirty, And I believe at 7.30, they're actually the D championship as well as the, might be the B championship. They have two off two, uh, fields there. So they'll have two games going on at once.
2: For the rest of the boys, you have, uh, let's see, on Wednesday, Medina's going to take on Akron. Akron had just defeated uh, Salamanca in uh, Class C. West Seneca East will take on Eden. And Williamsville East will take on Hamburg. uh, And that is Wednesday as well.
0: Yeah, you didn't mention the the Monsignor Martin girls lacrosse. You know, okay, Sacred Heart won 5 4. What else is new? Believe me, that was a magnificent coaching uh performance by the Sacred Heart Coach. They held Monsignor Martin. It was almost like a you know stall game where what they used to do in basketball before they had the shot clocks and all that. I saw Mount St Mary's win the uh semifinal game against Narden. She's only a junior. Her name is Lois Garlow. Next year, you folks should really get out there and watch this young lady perform. She's already got a commitment, I believe, to Coast Car- Coastal Carolina if she elects to do so. I'm hoping some of the local schools will take a good look at her and make her an offer as well. Uh Yeah, you know, you get a natural goal scorer. They're out there. They look like they dominate. You ought to see some of the It seems like half-court passes this girl's can make to her teammate. It would be just like Peyton Manning throwing a ball and the receiver doesn't even have to break stride to catch the thing and just keep right on going, and boom. She's as good a playmaker as she is a goal scorer. Again, Lois Garlow, and that only amplifies the fact that what uh, uh, Sacred Heart did to Mount St. Mary's, Anthony, at the Mount St. Mary's-Narden game, they had uh, 13 uh, goals in the first 13 minutes of the first half before they bought in, uh, you know, reserve players and all that. They were scoring a goal a minute in that semifinal against Narden. This Lois Garlow girl... You lacrosse fans have got to go out and watch this young lady. It's a pleasure to watch her. Sounds
2: like a high octane offense. My kind of, <laughs> my kind of offense. I yeah, like it. and
0: unfortunately though, it looked like Sacred Heart found a way to put sugar in the gas tank in that championship game. They held them to four goals. Wow, four goals—that's five minutes usually for Mount Saint Mary's. Right, man, you got to love this stuff, Rog. Oh, absolutely. All right, let's
2: move on to baseball. Uh, Tom Prince has been keeping us updated throughout the playoffs, and uh, is, this is fun as well because we're seeing some real, real amazing baseball going on right now.
1: We had the game of the year that happened uh, late, at right after the show. We had Grand Island play West Seneca West, in probably the game of the year that I, that that people do not understand how great this game was. First of all, it was a thirteen inning game that West Seneca West ends up winning seven one. What people don't understand is what got to the seven to one, right?
0: At the bottom of the seventh was it or
1: bottom well ninth inning is where it all ninth, started, okay. right? The ninth inning started, one runner on for Grand Island, Coach Helmbreck walks the next two batters to load the bases. No outs, bases loaded. Okay.
0: If that sounds strange, is those two runners that he walked don't mean a thing. It was Correct. the runner that was on. What well, was it, second or third?
1: Uh, he he was in a, a scoring position. I don't know if it was second or third where it was, but they he what he does is he's trying to get the the force at home is what he's trying to do at this point. Mm-hmm. Now what Grand Island wants to do is they know if they can get down a suicide squeeze bunt, it's over. It is so hard to defend that, especially if that runner is coming. In with full speed and has some speed at third base Right, so they go to bunt West Seneca West calls an outside pitch so he can't bunt it they get the pitch on the outside pick off the kid now at third base runners out at third base now first and second one out next kid pops up next kid line drive out they get out of the inning So here it looks like in the ninth, Grand Island's got a win, and and West Seneca comes out of it. Then we go to the 11th inning, which is wow, where it really happens. Runner on first base.
0: Wait, let me get my popcorn.
1: Yeah, this this (laughs) is that good.
0: Anthony, if you haven't heard about this, have. I have.
1: (laughs) Runner on first base. Batter gets up. Blast line drive over the center field's head goes to the fence. The kid from first comes running all the way around home. Comes home, starts celebrating. Jumps over home plate. Keeps celebrating with his team. Runner on first, the one who hits this, who probably could have gotten a triple out of this, stops in between first and second and runs into his teammates to go celebrate. Oh, no. Coach Halbrick now sees he didn't step on home plate. Comes over, appeals the play. Umpire sees he did not touch home plate. Runners out at home, the runner between first and third because he left the base path out out of the inning. Wow. And now they go to the 12th.
2: Oh, man.
0: And then they lost in the 12th.
1: 13th inning. And then that's when West Seneca had to run in the 13th. And wow. Score six runs in the top of the thirteenth.
2: See, I saw the highlights of
1: the top of the thirteenth.
2: I didn't hear about the stuff in between.
1: Wow! Game of the year has to, hands down has to be the game of the year.
2: Dean's got to be sick to his stomach. Uh-oh. Jeff had to have been jumping up and down.
0: <laughs> wow!
1: You know, and then Gee, you lo- might
0: you say that this just for whatever reason it's a magical year for West Seneca West? Yeah, it really has been. Hockey, every sport, basketball, football, football. football. And then they win under these conditions. Boy, if there's ever such a thing as karma in high school sports, West Seneca West has it. No doubt.
1: And then after that, then they go to Hamburg. And Hamburg's got a very good baseball team this year, right? So they go to Hamburg and then win a 5-4 game in Hamburg to advance to the championship against Will East.
2: Which, unfortunately, they lost for them. They did.
1: But still, you're talking about a team that beat top-level talent to get there, is what they did. Amazing. What was
0: the score of the Will East game?
1: 13-6.
0: Will East is the real deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean,
1: there, there's no doubt. There, There is. But, I, you know, at the same time as uh, West Seneca West used every pitcher along the way to get, <laughs> to get there, and it these wins. But I totally agree. I think and-
0: every pitcher, every bishop, every cardinal, and maybe the pope
1: yeah, and what it will be good to see Maryville take them on today because I do believe Maryvale's got some strong pitching that could keep that game in close and, and enough so, hitting. Yeah, it, it it's funny you've got Maryvale's strength of pitching versus Williamsville's strength of hitting. Let's see who wins. And that's right? today at noon at
2: Niagara Falls.
1: Um, no, I think uh, Maryvale. I could, I, I'm not sure exactly where to be honest. If it's Niagara Falls or if it's, uh, I'm
2: pretty sure. I gotta to find today's gazette. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're playing today at noon at Niagara yep, Falls, they are. and then I at three o'clock yep. is New,
1: New Niagara Falls. Yep, Williamsville East Maryville. Yes, I apologize.
2: And then uh, the game after that is uh,
1: is Will North and Lancaster. Okay, and Will North's another story to talk about. They're a seventh seed in the Double A division. Here they go, and then take on Clarence as a two seed. And Clarence has been unbelievable this year. The only team to knock down Lancaster. Right? So here's Will North, defeats Clarence, then goes in and takes on Niagara-Wheatfield, who you all have heard me say how strong that pitching staff is. Right. On an unbelievable run, Will North goes ahead and wins that game 3-2. So brings now Will North into the championship. So you're talking about two teams that were unbelievable in the playoffs so far, West Seneca and Will North, no doubt.
2: And what's the one thing we talked about before it starts? Is all it takes is the hot pitcher yep. on the right day, and anybody's going to beat anybody.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I know I'm being re- repetitive, but uh, the uh, sad part about it is, logistically, it's just not possible to have the best two out of three, yeah. so that on any given day, one team in a single elimination, an eight seed can knock off a first seed. Yeah, it happens.
1: Happen. Just takes one pitcher, one pitcher to get you know have their unbelievable day and has the day on, no doubt about it. But I will tell you, with all of that, Tuesday may have been the best day of baseball I have ever seen throughout Western New York. From one game to another, it all starts off with Jamestown playing Lancaster. You got Tommy Benarski come in. Throw a perfect game in the playoffs. 21
2: up, 21 down. Perfect
1: game he throws at Jamestown, uh, at at Lancaster versus Jamestown to kick this off on Tuesday. Unbelievable. So I hear that game going on. I'm over at Maryvale and Starpoint where I watch Paul Trippi and Aaron Chase throw a gem at each other. 1 1 going into the bottom of the seventh. And Maryville has a walk off hit in the bottom of the seventh to win that one, 2 1. Wow. Okay. Then I leave there, run over to Sweet Home. Over at Sweet Home is Fredonia playing Depew. Okay. Mm. That game goes nine innings, 3 1. Fredonia wins that game. One of the three runs in the. In the uh, bottom of the, I'm sorry, in the top of the uh, ninth is a catcher's interference call for one of those runs. Wow. So really, it's a 2-1 game, but it was uh, ended up being a 3-1 game there uh, because of a catcher's interference
2: What call. did he do, his glove out and... No, uh-
1: now happened to be with uh, where, where he was standing in the batter's box. It was, it, it was uh, a very controversial call in the sense of, the umpire could have gone either way. Oh. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? It's probably the best way to explain it. That I don't um, like. Yeah, and Yeah, but, if you, uh, but
0: kudos to the man in blue. He sure. takes guts to make that call. Sure.
1: Especially in an in, 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 in extra. But but from what I understand, right, all you see is the, the infraction, right? And really, at, on these fields that are turf, it's hard to see batter's boxes and stuff and where you're supposed to be. So it's hard to really make that call, whether the batter's in the batter's box, if they're not in the batter's box, and from there.
2: All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, Tom, we've got to get more of this Super Tuesday, we'll call it, for uh, high school baseball. We'll be back with more Inside High School Sports and WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Calagiri along with Roger Weiss and Tom Prince talking baseball before we get back to uh, Tom's Super Tuesday stories, I do want to remind you, for you uh, those interested in youth football, most leagues already have registration open. If you uh, know your, your organization, go to their website. You'll be able to uh, sign up right now. Uh, uh, if you go to uh, if you're interested in playing for me in Niagara Falls, uh, Niagara Falls Junior Football Club.com or NFJFC dot uh, sign up. My team's the Cobras. If you're interested. <laughs> Had to, stacked, huh? Had to get that out there. Had to get that out there. All right, little
0: Cobra, don't you know I'm going to shut you down? I'm sorry, <laughs> lost my head.
2: Okay, <laughs> you never know, what Roger, you never know. All right, Tom, let's get back to uh, Super Tuesday.
1: So we left off at the uh, Fredonia Depew game, right? Which was what was was where we left off in the story and. Uh, still, I'm going to tell you one thing I wanted to say also about the West Seneca. I talked to them about winning 5-4 against Hamburg. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it a little bit on the break. Watch out for Hamburg in the future. First of all, they beat when they beat West Seneca East, they did it with a 10th grade pitcher, Kyle Borrello. This kid is a lefty, real deal, an unbelievable game against West Seneca East. Then, uh, uh, through the ranks, they have an 8th grader coming up. Chafee is his last name. It was the former coach's son. They're already saying, like, on the, he's pitching for JV, and they said that he was one of the best pitchers they've seen all year in JV. So, and then I heard that he got into one of the, I think it was against West he got in also. And I heard again that this kid's the real deal. So watch out how strong Hamburg's going to be in the future. They've got a young staff there, Um, even with some big losses, because Jake Story and, uh, and uh, Crowley there are two great hitters for that team, and they will be sorely missed. Um, but uh, definitely, you're seeing uh, some future bright for Hamburg. Then on that same day, you have Niagara Weefield keeping their streak alive. You have Randolph with a with a win, Allegheny Limestone winning, and then the team I've also been telling everybody to watch out for, which has been Frewsburg, gets a win. So it was this unbelievable day of just great baseball clear across the way where you were getting scores reported on a constant level where it was like, wow, oh, wow, no, this is going to outdo this. Ooh, this is going to outdo this. Um, but no doubt, to me, you got to talk about the highlight is, is, is Tommy Benarski throwing a perfect game. Um, That's just amazing. It really is. And it came off of, so Jamestown was able to keep their stud. So this is Bryce Jackson is his name from Jamestown. He's the one who pitched against Frontier in the game on Sunday that got rained out, got moved to Sunday. So they actually pull Bryce in the fifth end, the end of the fifth inning, so they can actually hold him hopefully for a game against Lancaster because they're up five nothing at that time. So they pull Bryce to bring in another pitcher. The minute they bring in their pitcher, uh, their backup pitcher Boggs. Norsen gets up in in that inning and blasts a two run homer, and now you're going, is whoa, wait a second, is there a chance that this could have been a mistake? And then Boggs ends up settling down and shuts him down five two was the final, and then they're able to bring Bryce Jackson back for uh, the Lancaster game. So you thought, you know, maybe this kid's the, you know, what I mean, got the stuff to be able to shut him down. He's somebody who throws low eighties, somebody who can, he's got a nice breaking ball. The question is, will it be enough to shut down Lancaster? And obviously, it wasn't. And then you had somebody on the other end throw the perfect game. So uh,
0: on the uh, perfect game, how many uh, do you know off the top of your head? How many strikeouts? Uh...
1: Eleven. Eleven. He had eleven strikeouts in the game.
0: So well, that means so half the batters he struck out himself. It still leaves ten batters where you know. People out in the field had to make plays. Or oh. All it takes is one little miscue out yep. in the field, and that ruins a perfect game. Sure. It's almost ironic when you say that. I mean, you know, is it the pitcher's fault that one person gets on because of an error? But that's what, by definition, what a perfect game is. Yep,
1: no doubt.
2: Uh, where are we uh, right now with Monsignor Martin?
1: So, Monsignor Martin, we just had the opening uh, yesterday, and... Probably the biggest game was the game I was at yesterday that I thought was going to be the closest game of the day was St. Mary's and versus Tymon. Yeah, and uh, the final ended up being 5-2 in favor of St. Mary's. The pitcher for St. Mary's, um, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen him pitch yet, is probably, you would say, one of the most unorthodox pitchers in, in Western New York at the time. Lefty with a sidearm. So he is very tough to read his pitches. It really is. Which I could totally understand why he went out and started for for Saint Mary's, because he's so tough to read the way his arm angles are all sure. different. And then not only that, he's a lefty to boot, which makes it even harder. So uh but he pitched uh, an absolute gem yesterday for for Saint Mary's. And then on the on the other side for time and time and through their their top pitcher, which was Sean Hayes and uh he's had a phenomenal year for timing, but you saw definitely that uh St. Mary's just had a little bit more in the bats there to be able to win that game. Uh, it, this is no doubt this division is going to come down to this going to come down to matchups. But this is where everything changes a lot because I've talked to you we've all talked about the section six and where one pitcher can make a difference, right? right. That's not necessarily the same thing in Monsignor Martin because you now play best two out of three. So, we talked about what we would have loved to see for Section six. We got over in Monsignor Martin. All right. So, now it's going to be who has the deepest pitching staff, right? Who can go really deep? You know, you have now, you throw, Kanishas can throw a Collins, right? And then you've got Will Carlone with St. Joe's. You got like a Sean Hayes for uh, Timon. You have uh, Cole O'Connor for St. Francis. Now is going to be, who are the next ones that are going to step up?
2: Who are the number twos? In, uh, okay,
1: and, and, and in some cases, number three and four. Because yeah, because you still go, got to go to the pen absolutely. if you need uh, relief. Absolutely. So really, it could be the differences in the three and four pitchers that make the biggest difference. Wow.
2: And the bats obviously have to be uh, right, too. So who's the better hitting teams out of them, those that are left?
1: Yep, or who's going to get the, the, that number one out quicker? Wow. Right to get to the to the 3 and 4 pitchers.
2: So much fun.
1: <laughs> it really is.
2: All right, now matchups for uh for section 6. What what are the next match-up matchups? So, Who's right playing now, who?
1: Yeah. So, right now you've got um the the biggest one today uh, that you're seeing Sorry, we're getting a uh, Something from Frank sending over right now. Oh, he's sending over Maryville's starting uh, lineup. Is what okay. He over? <laughs> so we'll start with that one. What do you say? So you've got Maryville versus Will East as the as one of the first games. And as right I there. said,
2: that's 12 o'clock
1: noon at Niagara Falls. Correct. I think I'm going to go to that game. And it uh, looks like Deontay Mecca will be taking the mound for Maryville there. You've got Lancaster which will be taking on Will North.
2: That's at 3 o'clock. Yep. You're and, going to that one, right? I, I,
1: I will be at that one. I okay. do got to coach my, uh, my 13-year-old team at 12 o'clock, so I'll literally be jetting out here, going coach a game, and then from there I'll head right up to, uh, to Niagara Falls to cover that Lancaster-Will North game, which, again, it's all going to come down to pitching. But I will tell you what Lancaster did is Lancaster, when you talk about this staff that's so deep, by far the deepest staff that there is. I watched, you, you talk about, you threw Benarski, Right, mm-hmm. we have throw the perfect game on Tuesday, Wednesday Lancaster plays Orchard Park, throws Ryan Manzel, who throws a complete shutout game for six innings, got pulled in the six, a relief pitcher came in just to pitch the seventh inning, but it was ten nothing at that point, right? So Manzel now throws a scoreless thing, and now you got Giordano going against Will North. What team wouldn't like that pitching staff? <laughs>
2: <laughs> gluttony of riches. I
1: mean, unbelievable! And not only that, he's got other kids that can throw out there.
2: Amazing, absolutely amazing. Okay, so that's going to be a lot of fun today. You know, plus the it's going to be hot out, uh, so hydrate, hydrate, fellas. Make sure you're getting your your water in.
0: Anthony, uh, Tom can't make the uh, first game because he's coaches his son, so you're responsible for reporting on that first game. I'm assigning you right now.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll put that in Nick's hands. <laughs> <There you
1: go. laughs> he may know the social media aspect better than all of us. <laughs> yeah,
2: certainly better than me. Actually, he'll probably be bugging me to go to the concession stand throughout the game. That's just the way he rolls. Oh,
0: like he has to bug you to go to the concession stand. I
2: know. It's for <laughs> you,
0: Nicholas. You're my son, anything. All right, Raj, get us up to date on software ball. Okay, I'll start off with the Monsignor Martin. Uh, St. Saint, uh, Saint Mary's of Lancaster and Narden won their semifinals uh, f- Saturday and Sunday, as it turned out. The second game Saturday was uh, rained out. The rain and the lightning came around 8 o'clock Saturday night. So uh, Narden uh, completes the win Sunday. They play Tuesday night at the... Uh, uh, kessler Demsky Center and all that. Final score, it took 10 innings. Final score, Narden won. St. Mary's, nothing. Great pitching classic. Uh, St. Mary's probably squandered a run in the bottom of the first. They had their leadoff batter on second, nobody out. I don't know if the second batter missed a bunt attempt. I didn't see what she was doing but all of a sudden the runner on second took off her third base like she was trying to steal, got gunned down. What's one of the cardinal rules, Tom? You don't make the, the last out <laughs> or the first out at third base. Yep. Uh, and that turned out to, you know, burn them because, you know, runner on second, nobody out, your second, third, and fourth batter up, it would be take quite an effort to keep that person from scoring especially in softball the way they Yeah, do you hope
2: it. for a couple of singles bring your runner in. A
0: couple of singles? How about a couple of bunts or a ground out? Yeah, that too. So, uh, well, I don't think the final score is going to be one nothing. no problem. Guess what? It was a problem. Narden, you know, got the crucial outs when they're necessary, and they actually, after nine innings in softball, at least in Monsignor Martin, they go to the uh, international tiebreaker. Yeah. Start with a runner on second. The person who made the last out, I guess, goes out. They start with a runner on second with nobody out. Bunted her to third. She scored on, they called it a pass ball. I could have called it a wild pitch. Problem is the St. Mary's catcher is so good, probably. Any other catcher, it would have been a wild pitch. But, hey, she should have had that one. Anyway, one nothing. And to Narden's credit, they held in the bottom of the 10th. And they win. They're going state, I believe, Monday. They will play in the state semis. Hmm. Section six. We are down to the finals. Well, the actually the class finals. A one and B one champ, A two and B two championships have all been established. They have the crossover game. They will be at Williamsville North this Tuesday, along with the double A finals. Teams involved. In the Double A, we actually have a five seed and a three seed playing in the finals. It will be Niagara Wheatfield versus Lancaster. Lancaster finally put it together after the last three years going through the regular season as uh, one of the top seeds. They knocked off uh, Orchard Park uh, Thursday in what many people call a upset. It wasn't just winning the game; they won 13 to four. Yeah.
2: Uh, Convincingly.
0: Yes, a uh, couple girls who haven't got, the, in my opinion, the credit they should have gotten uh, the last couple of years. Uh, Olivia Ken Cannon, in my opinion, the best catcher in Western New York this year. And uh, Aaron Colucci, the first baseman, they just both had a field day. And, uh, again, this Tuesday, Lancaster versus Niagara Wheatfield, who was able to... Uh, handily knock off Will North on their home field. 8-4 uh, to four was the final score. A-1, Will Williamsville East 2, West Seneca West, East 1. Annalise Kelly, like I say, Williamsville East is the obvious favorite in that, but Annalise Kelly on one day can take anybody to the promised land. She almost did. Only gave up two runs but her team was only only able to score one against a freshman pitcher, Summer Clark. Uh, Name's familiar. Her sister's played on the 2000 and, I believe, 15 Will south uh, state championship team. She's a ninth grader, Anthony. She's already got a commitment to the University of Missouri. Outstanding. Yeah, that's not too shabby. Uh, Class A2, second seed, Iroquois, knocks off first seed, Lewiston Porter Lewis and Porter went through most of the season undefeated. Unfortunately, I don't know how stiff their competition was. This was not a strong year for the uh, Niagara Frontier League. And uh, Iroquois just, boy, the Plonka girls been pitching good all year for them. We'll see how good they really are this Tuesday. They have to go up against uh, Williamsville East. I think think this year, if Williamsville East can get through uh, the next two games, you know, the game against Iroquois and the uh, crossover game against, or, excuse me, the Far West Regional game, I don't see any reason why they can't win a state championship. They have weapons. Having said that, I said that a year ago about Orchard Park, and so, again, on any given day. B1. Olean and Fredonia. What a surprise. They were in a championship game. That's stunning, isn't it, Tony? Shocker. I don't think, uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember a year when one of those two teams haven't been in a championship game. And if it wasn't, it was because Olean was up in class A because you know how they play, uh, up and both down, sides yep. of the bubble depending on the school population. Good game. Two to one. Uh, probably the game that the one that the fans would most appreciate, the purest would not, was the B2 championship game, Eden versus uh Roy Hart. We're up against the break, aren't we? Uh, I'll continue this after break. I couldn't possibly get this done in uh, half a minute. All right, save Sorry, Roy- Derek. <laughs> save
2: Roy Hart for the other side of the break. We'll be back with more. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday is up next at 11 o'clock. Keep it right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. One last segment of Inside High School Sports, then Sports Talk Saturday at 11 o'clock here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Before the break, Roger was uh, getting us up to date on softball, and you left off with Roy Hart, Rog.
0: Roy Hart versus Eden. Uh, off to a rocky start for uh, Eden. Their uh, pitcher had a little bit of difficulty in the first inning. She walked a the batter. Then I don't know whether it was having trouble getting used to the artificial turf in there. But she called. they got called for three illegal pitches. So the coach made a decision right away, bearing in mind this is a ninth grader, brought in her second pitcher who was also a ninth grader. So she's got to shuffle now her infield because it's a shortstop coming in to pitch. So they're down 4 nothing after two innings. And they were down, I believe, 5-1 to one after five innings. Well, then in the sixth and seventh inning, the Eden bats came alive. Final score: Eden eight, Royhard six. Uh, took like I say, it took Eden a few innings to get going, and I'll probably say the same thing about Royhard. I similar to uh, Lewiston Porter in the uh, Niagara Frontier League. I don't know if the Royhard had the toughest schedule in the world and whether they were playoff ready because they went through the Niagara Orleans League and pretty much went through the. Class B-2 uh, playoffs up until the finals and all that. So now uh, they will excuse me, Eden will play in the B-2 B-1 crossover championship game Tuesday at Williamsville North High School versus Olean. Class C, it will be Chautauqua Lake versus the number one seed Portville. If Portville's true to form, they will win that game there. They won the section last year, have literally everybody back. Chautauqua Lake will literally have to bring their double-A game, in my opinion, to win that game. Classic matchup, maybe the best final of all the playoffs, will be in Class D this year. It'll be a rematch. North Collins, the third seed, versus Franklinville, the first seed. Allie Haskell's on. They They can beat anybody in the state. The winners that we alluded to will play next Saturday, the 2nd. The Class C and D uh, regional games will be played at Fillmore High School in Section 5. The Class A winners will play at Will East a week from today. The uh, A crossover championship at 11. The Class A championship at 1.30. The Class B championship at 4 o'clock. Let's have hope for good weather Next Saturday.
2: Absolutely. Now, uh, Tom, you wanted to wrap up uh, uh, more matchups before we uh, sign off?
1: Yeah, so the Class B uh, crossover game, Roy Hart versus Olean, should be a huge matchup. You've got Olean led by Dylan Vincent, already a Division One commit. And I've already talked about Roy Hart multiple times between the two uh, Brunning brothers. Right. I've been saying all along Roy Hart was going to come out of this. They have now, right? But I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a good game. The reason why I give Roy the slight edge is their pitching. Um, Definitely unbelievable pitching staff that they have this year. Look at Class C. Allegheny Limestone versus Silver Creek. Got a chance to cover Allegheny Limestone. Love their catcher. Their catcher is unbelievable. He has got a complete team out there, both pitching and hitting. They're going to be tough to beat. But I will tell you for Silver Creek, watch out. Alex Bogosian, Sam Mullen, Another phenomenal catcher, Tom Golfall will lead Silver Creek. That's going to be a good game, but I give the edge to Allegheny Limestone, Class D, Fruisberg, which you've already heard me talk about again. Watch out versus Brockton. Brockton advances with a one nothing game over Franklinville, where we where the again the name we talk about Brock Blecha. Throws a complete game, loses 1-0, Brockton advance. we got now our Class D championship. I give the slight edge again to Frewsburg. I like everything that a complete team can hit, can go ahead. got multiple kids that can go to the mound. I like Frewsburg in that one.
0: Has Brock Bleacher lost some heartbreakers this year, yeah. losing uh, to uh, Maple Grove in a championship game at uh, the Ralph, the Nerf, the whatever, the stadium out in Orchard Park. Then in the uh, – Franklinville lost to uh East High School for the uh Section Six basketball championship. East High School went on to win the state championship, and now he loses a heartbreaker, one nothing. If Brock Bleach isn't the uh athlete year of Western New York, I don't know.
2: Talk about building character. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. Anthony, one thing I neglected to mention on uh news and notes and all the earlier today. Section, excuse me, ECIC Track and Field Championships second day today at Williamsville South High School. A week from day, a week from today, the Section Six Track and Field Championships right in your backyard at Niagara Falls High School Friday and Saturday.
2: Outstanding,
0: good stuff, guys. Tom,
2: uh, one question before we go, and this is something that uh, a conversation struck up. Last week, uh, myself and uh, one of the coaches about uh, kids getting burnt out in the summertime. So I'm just going to ask you, is playing house and travel too much for a kid?
1: That's the debate right now. Um, And you know what my answer is? It depends on the kid. And the reason why I say that is if I play travel and I'm a right fielder for a travel baseball team, do I want to play right field the whole time or do I want to get a chance to play shortstop and I want to get a chance to play some of those infield positions that I may not get a chance to play because on my travel team, I only play right field.
2: So in the house team, you'd get a chance to play on the other. Because I'm
1: probably a stud on the house team. Right. Now, if I'm one of the top players in the area, do I get frustrated playing in house games? Yes. So it goes both ways. I could give you reasons for both reasons to play both, but I'm going to tell you right now, these travel teams are getting upwards of 40, 50 games over the summer. And then you add in a house component to that these games are getting harder and harder for you to even think about playing a house game because of the amount of games that you're playing from a travel perspective, yeah, I was just
2: telling my friend I said, "Look, you know it seems like uh when football starts, we get kids that they're, they're spent, you know because so the spent. kids
0: in a tr on a for example uh if they would a pitcher play in both, would he pitch in both? Yes, leagues? in some cases, yes. yes, but
2: they are mindful of uh how many pitches." So and, and it ultimately comes down to dad, and my, uh, the parent, to keep track. But uh, the coaches that I've run into are pretty good about uh, monitoring that.
1: Right, but some aren't. And some look at it as, I'm the house coach. I don't care what you're doing on the other team. I'm worried about this oh, right that's now. What and they don't, and, and, yeah, that's what I'm concerned about. you're going to pitch a So it's up about. to dad to say, no, he's already pitched there. His arm's bothering him. And I, I, I want him to have his normal rest that he should have because his pitching belongs on this team.
2: So it's a, it's a team effort, folks. All right, Tom, thank you so much. Uh, this is something we should probably do again because it's uh, I find it fascinating. And you know now that I'm back involved with uh, coaching baseball, these type of topics are coming up. Absolutely. And I know who to go to. Roger, thank you. Derek, thank you. As always, we'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,